Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Flip the Switch. This week it is just me, Haley, my beautiful co-host Ashley will not be joining me. She actually just started her internship for the summer. I know she is so excited and I'm so excited for her, but she does have a really busy day today. We both had some pretty busy weekends, so I am here by myself this week. But I'm actually kind of excited because I have been wanting to make a blog post slash do something on this topic, uh, which we'll get into in a few minutes. But I think this is a great opportunity for me to record a solo podcast and get to talk to you guys about this. So we'll get into what this episode is going to be about if you haven't already read the title in a few minutes. I just want to start off the episode kind of the same way that me and Ashley like to every week. If this is your first time listening to one of our episodes, we like to start our episodes usually with a high and a low, but with everything going on, we're going to just keep it with a high. Um, And then we also talk about our best workouts, and then we give a positive quote. So I'm going to keep that same format. And my high for this week was actually getting to see Ashley and our friend Victoria Um, Today's Monday, so I saw them on Saturday, and we got to spend some time at the beach. Um, We went out to dinner, had some dinner by the water, and got some ice cream, and just drove around listening to some really good music and just having a great time. And I haven't, I've seen them both separately in the last few weeks, but I haven't spent time with them really together. And it was just so nice because things are starting to feel a little bit normal again. I mean, I don't know that we'll ever, I don't want to say ever, I don't know that we'll be back to complete normal for a while. So it was nice to have a little bit of normalcy and just get to spend time with two of my favorite people. So that was definitely my high. Um, My best workout so far um, during this quarantine period, I have picked up running again. Um... For those of you who don't know me that well, I did run a half marathon last November, and I trained for that all the summer into November. I'm not really a huge runner before all of this. I kind of just set that goal a long time ago and just went for it, but I've really been getting back into running and have definitely developed a better relationship with it, and I'm actually really enjoying it. So Right now, I'm training for my second half marathon, and this time, um, a lot of Charge girls are doing it with me through the Charge Run Club, so it's very exciting to see so many girls from training for their first half marathon and, like, really enjoying these workouts, and it's so fun to be a part of, like, a motivating community of girls, so um, all of my runs have definitely been my best workouts. I mean, they're the majority of my workouts right now, but... I've been having fun with them and I've like have just been enjoying myself so that is definitely my best workout um, for the last few weeks Um, and then my positive quote is going to bring us into the topic for this episode Um, but the quote that I chose was you shouldn't try to stop everything from happening Sometimes you're supposed to feel awkward. You're supposed to be vulnerable in front of people. Sometimes it's necessary because it is all part of you getting to the next part of yourself. So this is part of why I wanted to record this episode this week. Um, If you looked at the title, um, I'm calling this 
something along the lines of healing my relationship with my body, food, and exercise. This is something that I kind of talked about a little bit in detail during the second episode, so if you wanted to go back and listen to that, I did mention um, my struggle with my eating disorder in there. Um, We've brought it up a few times throughout the last 37 episodes, but I haven't really had a chance to kind of like sit down and really talk about it, so that is kind of what I wanted to use this episode for. Um, This is definitely a big moment of vulnerability for me, which is why I chose that quote. Because even right now, I'm feeling a little bit nervous just wanting to talk about this. But I think this is a really important conversation and something that needs to be talked about because I still continue to see so many negative posts about like body, um, different challenges like TikTok, Instagram. Very toxic right now with a lot of like gaining weight in quarantine and like all this kind of stuff going on. So I really wanted to record this. Because I know that a lot of girls, especially, but a lot of people in general, um, struggle with their relationship with their body and food and exercise. So I really wanted to open up this conversation. Um, Let me be vulnerable to you guys, but hopefully it will lead to you guys being vulnerable with yourselves and with other people as well. Because I think this is really common and not that many people feel like it's okay to talk about. So I just wanted to kind of open that up, let everyone know they're not alone, um, and realize that you're not the only person struggling with these kind of things. You might relate to some of the things that I talk about. I'm going to go through my whole personal journey and then more so like changes that I've made that I've noticed that have really helped and just kind of walk you through all of that but you probably won't relate to all of it that's okay if there's only like one or two things that you relate to then that's worth it for me so I hope that you guys can find something in this episode um, that will help but I just wanted you all to know that it's okay to feel this way Um, when it's it becomes not okay when we acknowledge this and we don't really try to change it so just try to take that into consideration but um I think when things make you feel uncomfortable or they seem a little bit challenging, that's when people start to back down from like making any change or like doing anything different. But especially when things make you feel uncomfortable, I think it's really important to figure out why they're making you feel uncomfortable. Like what is underneath all of that and like is it triggering something that you don't really want to talk about and like why don't you want to talk about it? Um, That's something that I've definitely been focusing on. Like if I feel that uncomfortable feeling. Why am I feeling that? Um, And then as well as when things seem challenging, people tend to back away from them. And I think that going after what feels challenging is so important because that's what's going to make you change. Like if we continue to stay in our comfort zone and not really do anything, we're not going to grow and we're not going to change. So I know this conversation is uncomfortable and challenging for me, but I'm here to have it so that I can get it off my chest and hopefully that you guys can find something from it as well. Um, Personally, I think that the biggest secret to healing your relationship with your body or like anything, honestly, is recognizing that it's something that you need to do for yourself and that no one else can do it for you. No one else can make you want to commit to changing this like negative relationship that you have um, with yourself, with your body, with food. 
exercise. Um, they can try to suggest things. They can try to help. But, like, if you don't come to that conclusion on your own, there's not going to be any long-term changes. Um, you can't rely on other people to do this work for you. It's The healing process is really hard. I'm about two years into it, and I would say I'm at a really good place right now, but it's hard. It was not, it was a hard process to get here. Um, I think everyone thinks that this process is pretty linear, but I can promise you that's not true. I've had so many ups, but I've also had so many downs. But it's important to acknowledge that that doesn't make you weak, it makes you human, that you're going through the process correctly, it shouldn't be a completely linear process, so that is super important. You should embrace that sucky feeling, just keep working on yourself, I promise you're always getting better than you were before, and the goal is progress, not perfection. So I just kind of wanted to start with that. For anyone that feels like they need to work on their relationship with your body, just focusing on realizing that you need to do it for yourself. So with that, I'm going to kind of go through my journey with my body. I talked about this a little bit in my second episode, um, so you can go back and listen to it there, but I didn't really get to go as in-depth because there was a lot of other things that I was talking about in that episode. And I do think that it's important to kind of highlight more than what I was talking about there. So I think that it kind of starts, I think a lot of people start to pay attention to their bodies in about like elementary, middle school, when you start to notice that everyone has different bodies and like your body isn't the same as people around you. And when you start to notice this, you also start to notice um, that you're supposed to kind of look a certain way. The media portrays like a very ideal body image that you see throughout TV shows and movies and magazines and you see this ideal body and it's something that all girls are being exposed to and guys too. I know that guys go through this. I just don't, obviously don't have the same advice or that perspective, so I don't really want to take on talking too much about that, but I do know that all of us are exposed to these ideals, and this is when we start to think that we have to look a certain way. So I would say as early as elementary school is when I started to feel like I had to look a certain way. Um, honestly, I didn't have to worry too much about my weight. I was always very active. I played soccer. I was doing figure skating. I was dancing from the age of two and a half, so I was always moving. Um, I was in middle school. I was doing cheerleading, and then I was doing tennis, and I was always very active, so I didn't have to worry about being um, active, but around the age, I would say around like 13 or 14, as when I felt the need to start doing like YouTube workouts. Um, I know a big one for me was Blogilates. I love doing her like fitness challenges. There was always like the 30 days to a flat stomach or like a 30 days to um, thin thighs so that you could have like a thigh gap. I know that when we were in middle school, that was like a huge thing, having a thigh gap, having a flat stomach, like all these body ideals that we were like faced with and felt that we had to accomplish. Um, so yeah, pretty young age, 13, 14, I was doing all these YouTube workouts pretty much daily. 
Um, and then when I turned 16, I got my gym membership. And that's when I started going to workout classes and going to the gym all the time. I was going to the gym a little bit before then, but I didn't have a membership because I didn't have my license. So once I got my license, I really started to go more often. Um, even on days where I would have like dance and stuff, I would leave an hour early, go to the gym before, go to dance. I just kind of associated working out with like attaining that like ideal image. And honestly, I put my worth, I would say, into the way that my body looked. Um, that's a heavy statement. I know that I'll kind of talk about that more, but I think a lot of people tend to put their worth in the way that they look. So I would say around that age is when I started to do that. Um, so yeah, pretty young, I guess, to be obsessed with going to workout classes, going to the gym, and like just focusing on having um, your body look a certain way. Um, so then I went on to college, and I didn't really know how to stay active and healthy. I wasn't dancing. I wasn't playing tennis. I wasn't doing everything that I had been doing before. So I gained the freshman 15 within the first semester. I definitely was eating a lot more, having unlimited dining at UMass. It's so good, so hard to definitely keep that um, under control. I was going to the gym probably to just go on the elliptical, do an ab workout, maybe go to a few like group fitness classes. Um, but I immediately gained those freshman 15. And I very vividly remember going um, out with all my high school friends. We went, we all celebrated New Year's Eve together freshman year. And I remember the next morning looking at a picture of myself and looking back at it now, it wasn't the best angle, but that was the heaviest weight that I have ever been. And I remember looking at the picture and just, I started crying and I told myself that I never wanted to look that way again. I can very vividly remember it. Like I have a screenshot of that picture on my phone and I would like look at it all the time because I was so disgusted by like the way that I had like gained so much weight and just honestly was not feeling well about myself. Um, so then I spent the rest of my freshman year going to more workout classes, eating less. Um, I ended up losing like somewhere between 5 and 10 pounds before the semester was over. And then I spent that summer between freshman and sophomore year like really restricting things that I was eating and making myself work out for like one to two hours a day. Um, I was really scared to take rest days, so barely took any of those. And I was also terrified to eat more than like 1,500 calories, which is not a lot. Um, honestly, I would like be proud of myself if I could like eat less than that. Um, I think I was eating like, I don't even remember, probably like eggs for breakfast. I would have like a salad, but like by salad, I mean like lettuce, cucumbers, peppers, a little bit of carrots, like was not really eating anything. And then I would eat my dinner. So like definitely keeping it very minimal. And I was really scared of like eating too many calories. So then I would go to the gym and work out for one to two hours on top of that. But I obviously wasn't eating enough food. So it was a very draining experience. Um, but it really, it worked. Like I lost all the weight and that was the only thing that was important to me at that time. So I kept doing this. Um, 
Honestly, I was so miserable from not eating enough, from working out. I was so drained, and I had never at that point really addressed what was causing me to do this. Um, So I was really upset, really miserable, and at that point, I kind of turned to drinking um, to help me forget about how much I, like, hated myself and my body and just how, like, upset I was with everything, Um, and obviously, I didn't need to drink that much to black out because I wasn't really eating anything, so the desire to drink, to forget about how much I hated myself and all of this, like, paired with not really eating that much definitely led to me blacking out almost every single weekend. Um, I would always end up crying. I would always end up, I like, just being a liability. Obviously, like, surprisingly, I wasn't really getting sick or anything like that. I just was way too drunk because I wasn't eating enough, and I was using alcohol as, like, a coping mechanism. Um, so that did not go well. Um, beginning of my sophomore year... I vividly remember it was the beginning of September, probably like the second week of classes, and I didn't really eat anything throughout the day. I went and got lunch with uh, dinner with a friend. Again, didn't really eat that much. Um, went out and woke up in the drunk tank the next morning after having four drinks, but I literally had barely any food in my stomach, um, and it was a really like eye-opening and like scary experience. Um, Obviously, I didn't tell people that the reason why I woke up in the drunk tank was because I didn't eat anything. Um, That came months down the line. Um, But at that point is when I started to acknowledge that I probably had a problem. Um, And I somewhat started to reach out for people for help, but I didn't really know how to do this, and I didn't know who to reach out to. So, like, I wanted to start to work on this, but there were so many other things going on in my life that were adding on top of that and really pushed me to, like, an all-time low. Like, I fully believe that the first semester of my sophomore year into the beginning of the second semester was the worst few months of my life, the lowest point that I've ever been in. I was so mentally unstable, like, I would cry all the time, I was so draining to be around, like, I don't know how any of, like, my friends that were still friends with me at that time, like, are still friends with me now, um, but there was just so many toxic things going on in my life, and the only thing I could really control was my working out and my eating, So I continued to be really obsessive over this, and I continued to restrict my eating. And at this point, I was doing up to 14 workouts a week, so one to two workouts a day, every single day. Could not take a day off, was terrified to take a day off. Um, There was slowly, like, this was the beginning of the second semester, sophomore year. I started to slowly put together my life. after reaching that all-time low, half like at the beginning of sophomore year, I spent the rest of the second or first semester kind of in that low period, not really sure how to get out of it. But coming back, I really started to focus on that. Um, I just started to get rid of like toxic people and relationships that were in my life. I was really working on my anxiety because that's something that I also struggle with, which I want to do like another episode on. Um, but I was learning how to 
do yoga. I was learning how to meditate. I was learning how to journal and how to really work on my anxiety and um, putting back together my mental health there. Um, I also was starting to build new friendships. Somehow, Victoria and Ashley came into my life at this time, literally the lowest point of my life. I was a mess, and they still decided to become friends with me. Not really sure why. I don't, honestly, I was a pretty, like, miserable person to be around, but somehow they still wanted to go out with me, be my friend. Um, so building those relationships and other relationships really were starting to get me out of this hole, I guess you could say, that I was in. Um, and I also at this time became a group fitness instructor, which played a huge role in developing um, more confidence and just developing an overall sense of like worthiness I guess just like I had something that people wanted to come to like people wanted to come to my class people were enjoying my class I loved making the workouts and like it just gave me something to like work towards so I guess this is like the beginning of my sophomore year where I just got rid of those toxic relationships, really worked on my anxiety, got new people in my life, and became a group fitness instructor, and all these things were helping me, like, get all the other parts of my life together. I wasn't really focusing on my eating, working out. That was still pretty bad, but building these things up um, definitely helped me realize later on that I needed to get help with that um so in June right after my sophomore year so going into my junior year I went to the charge leadership retreat and I got to hear like so we get to do this fun little I don't know what you would call like an event I guess um where you kind of just talk about like why you charge and like everyone was talking about like their huge reasons why they have become leaders in charge and a few girls actually were talking about their eating disorders, and so I tried to talk about mine. Um, so I like I got up there. I like said we had to also pick like a word that we wanted to like embody, I guess, or like through charge. Um, and so I got through that, and then I wanted to talk about my eating, and I just started crying. So I was I was like, yeah, like I just relate to a lot of what's going on, and like. I'm just going to sit down and, like, let anyone else, like, talk about it. So that not being able to talk about it kind of made me realize that I was still in the middle of this and I needed help. So that was when I told my mom about it and started to reach out for help and slowly talk to more people about it. Um, again, at this point, I wasn't sure really what to do, but I knew that keeping it to myself wasn't going to help. So slowly starting to tell more people that I trusted, um, like, what had been going on. And then I tried to consciously, like, work out a little bit less and eat more. But I didn't know where to start with this. So this was, like, I guess the in-between phase of my all-time low and where I am now, which is a million times better than where I was, like, a year ago. So this was about a year ago that I'm talking about now. So then throughout my junior year, um, in starting in about May, right after this, like, retreat, I, like, started training for a half marathon, um, and this is kind of where my relationship with food was starting to get better, 
because I knew that I had to eat more to fuel my body for these runs, so that definitely helped. Um, it made me feel less guilty for eating more, but I also was just so hungry, so like I was definitely eating more. Um, so then I think coming home in March for like this whole quarantine, like social distancing period, caused like a really big relapse in all of this. Like I felt like I was starting to get better, um, but then it was just a huge crash and I could feel myself starting to binge again. So like as I mentioned, I was restricting my eating and working out a ton, but that would lead to me binging because I was restricting so much of what I was eating. Um, I had thrown up a few times, but honestly, like I wouldn't usually wouldn't get to that point. It would just be a constant cycle of restricting my food and then binging so much because I restricted it and then feeling sick and guilty of eating that much food. But like while I was eating all of the food, I kind of felt like it was good because I was letting myself eat, but then I couldn't control it. So it was this huge cycle of like restricting and binging. And this is where my binging really started again was during quarantine. And I was felt so horrible about this because it really led to me again not liking the way that I looked and how I felt and I wanted to continue to work out more to burn off these calories um so I had a really hard time accepting that we were moving less and eating more during this time um and then luckily in March uh, might have been the beginning of April I listened to a charge podcast with Julie um who is my health coach but she I had a phone call with her and I listened to um, everything that she had to say about that. I really wanted to get into more individual like health coaching, but at the time I really couldn't afford it because I wasn't working with everything that had been going on. Um, so then she luckily posted a 10-day like mini body image course, and I got to complete that, which was so helpful. Um, so I realized, it made me realize that I like fully wanted to commit on working with my relationship with my body and food because it was so draining to just be fighting with myself all of the time. And I also even said this to her, like, I realized that as a leader of 300 girls um, that were looking up to me, in a way I felt like fraud, I guess, or like fake because I was telling them to love themselves and I couldn't even love myself. So I took her 10-day body image course I didn't take it in 10 days. I kind of spaced it out because all of the lessons were so amazing that I needed like more time to like process them before going on to the next one. Um, but this really helped me focus on becoming aware of like the limiting beliefs that I had about my body, um, why I was comparing to so many others, why I attached my worth the way that I looked. And then from there, I was able to develop like a healthy relationship with my body and recognize that I should be taking care of my body and appreciating everything that it does for me. Um, and I've also really started to work on building my confidence and just like listening to my body in terms of what I want to eat and what types of workouts I want to do. So this course was definitely a big change for me. Um, working with her like through as a health coach was definitely what I needed. Um, it was all... 100% the help that I needed. I was getting in the right direction. I was doing the research. I was reading. I was listening to podcasts. I was doing so many other things, but this was what really, like, changed the game for me. Um, so I 
kind of want to now just talk about like the biggest changes that I've had over the last like three months. Um, for me, I think the biggest one of all was beginning to honor my cravings. Um, at first, like when you start to like let go of these restrictions and you start to realize that you can eat and it's going to be okay, like you really just want to binge everything and that is totally normal. Like you are restricting yourself from so many things that once you give yourself that freedom to eat it, you don't want to stop eating it because like mentally you're like, oh, like I don't know when I'm going to be able to eat this again and like it's just like a huge binging cycle. Um, but that's really natural um, and it's kind of, you definitely get past that um, stage of honoring your cravings pretty quickly um, once you kind of start to realize that these foods like aren't going away and like you're allowed to eat like whatever you want. Um, again, that's kind of hard to control at first and that's totally normal, but I've noticed that honoring my cravings and letting myself just eat what I'm craving instead of forcing myself to eat something else has been one, so much healthier for my mental health and two, it has just led to me eating what feel what makes me feel good and like overall eating just like the perfect amount of food definitely was binging at the beginning but I think that now I'm able to eat the correct like serving not there really is like a correct serving but like I kind of portion I like don't even have to portion control because my body like knows like how much to eat or like what feels good like eating I kind of just like stop eating when I'm full start eating again when I'm hungry and this is something um if you do more research on intuitive eating you would kind of understand but your body kind of gets rid of these hunger cues um when you are restricting what you're eating and all this kind of stuff so it's kind of hard to bring them back naturally so I have recently been getting those back which has been so nice to be able to actually notice when I'm hungry and be like okay like it's okay for me to eat and acknowledge like oh like today I'm craving a box of mac and cheese so like I'm gonna have some mac and cheese most of the time I don't even finish the whole box because I realize that I'm full like that kind of thing but then other days there's salad like there's a craving for a huge salad because like my body's like oh like that's what I need today and I don't know it's just such a big change to recognize what you want to eat let yourself eat that and not hold yourself back from it and then your body just really adapts to eating like what it's supposed to be eating and just like not restricting yourself so that has definitely been my biggest change um so not only do I listen to my body when it comes to cravings I also have been listening to my body when I'm doing workouts so like I said before so hard to say but I used to work out like 14 times a week um, and I would force myself to do, like, hit workouts and go to spin and, like, do everything. And these are all things that I love. Don't get me wrong. I love spin classes. Like, oh, the thought of me going back to a spin class makes me so excited. Like, I can't wait. Um, but it becomes a problem when you're going to five, six, seven spin classes a week because you feel like you have to be spinning to burn off calories that you're eating. Like, that's where the problem is. And I love hit workouts. I love Honestly, there's not that many type of workouts that I don't like, but I felt like I was doing these workouts because I needed to and not because I wanted to, 
and it was because I felt like I needed to look a certain way, and that is where the problem is, and so doing these workouts, there's nothing wrong with doing these workouts if that's what your body wants to do today, like, then do that workout. Um, If your body wants to go to a spin class, then go to a spin class. I can't tell you how many times my body has been like, please bring me to a spin class. Like, Ashley will understand, but there's just like those, there's just... Ooh, take me breath here. Um, sorry, this is a, a lot for me to talk about, but it's hard to acknowledge that difference between working out because you want to and working out because you feel like you have to. So that is something that I've definitely been working on and something that I'm so proud of myself for. And I can let myself work out for like 30, 40 minutes and call it quits. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I did some bar, did some strength didn't need to do cardio and like I feel awesome like that has been amazing to acknowledge that I can work out for 40 minutes and be done or I can take the whole day off if I really don't if my body's like eh, I'm a little sore like I think it would be better for me to just not do anything then I'm like okay cool sometimes I take Gracie for a walk who's my dog for anyone who doesn't know um or I'll do some yoga I've been doing yoga a lot more um but just listening to my body and giving it what it needs in terms of food and movement has been a huge change and made the biggest difference um another big change that I've made is so every single day I start my morning by writing down three things that I'm grateful for I have this five minute journal I always write in it and um I make it like since switching toward like this whole um shift in the last like three months I make it a point to say every single day that I'm thankful for my strong body and everything that it's capable of and that it carries me through everything that I need it to um so just acknowledging that my body is amazing and so strong and that has really helped me appreciate my body instead of like criticize it so that is another piece of advice that I could give you there um another big change is that I've stopped comparing my body to other people's bodies don't get me wrong sometimes you're on the beach and a girl walks by and you're like wow her body looks awesome like I kind of wish my body looked like that but then big change here I'm able to catch myself and be like hey like your body's different than hers Every single person could eat the same thing and do the same workout every day and our bodies would still look different. Like your body is your own body. There's so many things that influence your weight and like you cannot set your expectations to look like someone else because you will never look like someone else. You are going to look like yourself no matter what and that is enough. Like you do not need to look like someone else. Like that's like pointless like we don't need a bunch of people that all look the same we need people that look like themselves like instead of trying to look like anyone else you can just embrace the person that you are and that you have your own body that is amazing and can do so many things for you like that is so cool and that is something that I've really um been focusing on so I think comparing yourself is something that's natural and that a lot of people will always do but it's important to kind of like catch yourself and be like hey well my body's still cool too like that kind of thing um another thing that I've changed is I unfollowed a lot of toxic Instagram accounts that were posting like do this workout to get this like to look this way and like TikToks and stuff like that too like anything that's toxic I've taken out and I've replaced that with better body positive image (laughs) 
body positive Instagram accounts. And so I've added those to my feed and taken out. I still, if I see a post from someone and I'm like, hmm, that's toxic, unfollow. I am not tolerating it and it's not something that I think anyone should be tolerating. So I recommend doing that. Um, and then I also have realized that my body is not the most important thing about me. My heart, my brain, like all that kind of stuff, so much more important. Um, people don't remember you or love you because of the way your body looks. Like they remember and love the way that you make them feel, the relationships that you have with them, the memories that you have with them. Like you are not, like your body isn't, the most important thing about you. It's probably one of the least important things, honestly. Like, I making that realization is so important and it's been a big shift for me because for so long I thought that that was so important. I was like, people won't love me if I don't look this way. It sucks saying that out loud, but it's so true and I know that other people, maybe you haven't acknowledged it, but that's what you're thinking. And it's just so important to realize that there are so many more important things about you and that you are amazing exactly the way that you are. Um, and lastly, my biggest goal now is to be stronger and better than before, whereas in the past, my biggest goal was to be smaller. And that sucks. Like when you admit that, when you're like, wow, my biggest goal was to lose weight and to take up less space and to like not be the full person that I am. Like that is so hard to like actually say out loud. Um, but I think my biggest goal now, like I said, is to be stronger and to keep growing and to push myself into like the best version of myself in a healthy way. And that is something that I'm so proud of. Um, but I do, like, I want to acknowledge that, like, going through this process, like, not every day is going to be a good day. Um, I still have, honestly, recently I haven't really had too many bad days because I fully think that I'm in a really good place with the relationship that I have with my body and food and exercise. But I know that it's not always going to be good. Like, I know that there's still going to be bad days and there's going to be days where, I'm down on myself, um, but it's so important to just acknowledge your feelings instead of trying to hide them and to keep working on them. Like, find those people that you trust and, like, it's okay to be like, hey, like, today I'm kind of having a bad day. Like, I just wanted to, like, get that out and, like, I have, a f like, one or two people that I'll, like, talk to when it comes to that kind of stuff, um, but um, I think that's so important because... This is something that's so common for women especially, but, like, for people in general, and that, like, breaks my heart, and that's why I wanted to share this with you um, so that you guys could realize that you're not alone. Um, another quote that I wanted to add was, first, admit that you're unhappy, then admit why, then understand you need to let go and allow yourself a moment, breathe in the moment deeply, and then the healing will begin. And I think that is exactly the process that I went through. And it's going to be okay for anyone else who wants to, like, go through that process. Um, but I just think that everyone should kind of notice how you feel about working out and eating. Like, do you feel like you have to work out? Do you feel like you have to eat certain foods and you're not allowed to eat other foods? And, like, do you feel like 
you aren't worthy because of the way that you look. Like these are all questions that are really hard to answer. Like when I sat down and realized that my answer to this, like those were yes, like I do feel like I have to work out. Yes, I do feel like I'm not allowed to eat certain foods and I have to eat these foods. Like, yeah, I do hate the way that my body looks and I wish that it looked like someone else's. Like that's hard. Like that sucks to say out loud. And I'm not here to tell you that it's easy. Like it's hard, but that's like a commitment that I've like made to myself to continue to address this and work on healing that relationship. So basically, I just wanted to tell you all that you all have permission to show up as you are. You're all capable of being loved and you are all enough exactly the way that you are. So I have so many podcasts and books and Instagrams to follow. If you're interested and you want to commit to healing your relationship with your body and food and exercise, I made a resource guide um, that I have that I can share. I'm more than happy to share it with you if you're interested. Please just reach out to me, text me, send me an Insta DM, anything. I'm so happy to share it with you um, because I think this is so important and I'd love to hear any resources that you guys have that have kind of helped you. Um, I hope that this episode resonated with some of you. I hope that you were able to maybe connect or just talk about this now. Like, I don't know. I just hope that it made you kind of think. And I'm like, I'm so not here to attack anyone. I'm so not here to make you feel bad about yourself. Like, that is the last thing that I want to do. But I know how hard it is to think about these questions and be real with yourself and like, actually have these answers. And I know it took me months to be able to admit my answers to these questions and years of having a terrible relationship with my body and I'm honestly at such a good place that I've never been so happy and I've never felt so like blessed like with the body that I have and like the access to food that I have and like my ability to work out and like everything that my body can do for me so I am just so happy to be at this point and I wanted to share this whole journey with you guys as a way to remind you that this is something that everyone can actually achieve so thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this um, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. Um, Ashley, hopefully together, me and Ashley will be back next week or within the next few weeks. Um, but as always, if you love our podcast, feel free to give us a shout out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Feel free to follow us. Our Insta is flip the switch pod. Um, we're always happy to be connecting with you guys and we're so happy that you guys are listening to us. Um, and yeah, we will be back next week, but have a great day guys. I will talk to you all soon.